Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Rob Reichel from uh, Forbes joining us now. Rob, thanks for coming on, buddy. Well, it's nice that I'm a ray of sunshine somewhere, Sparky, because this, this quarantine, I think my wife and kids are going to kill me. So um, it's nice that I'm a, a guy of sunshine with you guys. So were you able to like get out of the house and get a little separation, take a walk or something while you had a nice weekend or no? Oh, no. Once this starts it's, and once they make a pick spark and – and Gary knows that he's been over there for drafts, and you know you guys have been doing this a long time. Once once it starts, it's just it's just nonstop, and you're you're just typing and writing and going from you know the pack, the Packers are really good about getting guys on the phone at least this time. You know, in the past they they bring him into you know their their kind of main media center and and do Q and A's and interviews with people. So now once it stops or once it starts, Sparky, it's, it's just kind of a free for all. Robbie, we've been talking about the draft a lot, obviously, and there's a lot of little pushback from Packer Nation with the pick of Jordan Love and then Dylan and then all the linemen and no receiver. What, what's your take on, on this Packers draft? Gary, you know, I, I've said this for 20 years since I've been covering that team. You, you have to give it a couple years to play out before you have any kind of any kind of concrete evidence to, to know how this is going to go. I, I mean, I, I think it's pretty apparent, you know, whether, whether the fan base likes it or not. And, and, and I understand the, the majority of them aren't gonna, and they don't want to hear this, but I, I think what, what's become evident here is that Aaron Rodgers just isn't Matt LaFleur's guy. He's not his guy long-term. They'll, they'll get in front of a microphone and, you know, this, this weekend they'll do it on a conference call or zoom or what have you. And, and they'll say all the right things to, to the fan base and the public about Aaron being there, you know, still an elite quarterback, this and that. But, but Gary, my only takeaway from this was when the season ended and, and they were really honest with themselves and they went and broke this thing down, I think they came to the full conclusion and realization that they just couldn't win championships anymore with Aaron Rodgers. And at some point, you know, whether that's Belichick and Brady in New England, whether that was 30 years ago with Montana and San Francisco – whether that was the Packers in 07 with Favre. I mean, at some point, every organization gets to that point, Gary. And, and I, I believe they were there, there with Aaron or they wouldn't have traded up to, to go ahead and get Jordan Love. Um, 
you know, do, do we know if Jordan Love can turn into a high-level starter in this league? Of course not. But but it's far and away the most position, uh, most important position in sports. If, if you don't have one, you have no choice or no chance in games, guys. And um, you know, to me, it's, to me, it's a great approach. You you've still got a guy who's you know, let, let's be honest, he's probably between eight and twelve in terms of quarterbacks in the league. Um, Rogers, that is, and and they'll ride him for the next couple of years. Hope that they've hit it here with love. And um, it's the, the best time to look for a quarterback, guys, is when you already have one. It's kind of like a job, right? It's it's hard as heck to look for a job when you're unemployed. It's a lot easier to look for a job when you already have one. And that, that's clearly their mindset and approach here with, with this pick. They're they're, they're going to hope they hit a home run here. That that you know he's not going to be Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, but maybe in maybe a player you know of of that similar ilk and skill set and caliber guys. And that, you know, four or five years down the road, when he's still on that rookie contract or the back end of that rookie contract at that point, he's become a pretty high-level starter in this league. And, and we all know that's, that's the best formula to go ahead and win championships. When you have a rookie quarterback or a, or a quarterback on his rookie deal, guys, um, and, and maybe that's where they envision this thing in 2022, 2023. And, and I, just, I, think they, I think they looked at it and said, maybe we're not a legitimate, true 13 and three team. Maybe we caught every break in the world last year to be 13 and three, and that was that was kind of where we maxed out. And um, and they they just decided to go ahead, roll the dice, do this. And and I don't blame them one bit, guys, because it's it's a really hard position to find. And if they hit it here, guys, they're going to have really good quarterback play in place. Then again, through probably what 2030, 2035. Yeah. See, the problem is the last two drafts, your first round picks, you got nothing from them, and you still were able to win. You know, one game away from going to the Super Bowl. But my my question though is, what what sense would it make for Gutekunst to extend Rodgers when he had two years left on his deal, when you wouldn't just see the deal all the way through? And maybe I'm not saying don't get a quarterback, but to get one in the first round to maybe cut that short when his cap number is going to balloon up to like thirty six, thirty seven million dollars. Why even do the extension? Well, I'm trying to remember exactly the Roy if they did if Lafleur was here when they did that deal or not, or if that was still when McCarthy was in town. I mean, if if you really do break down his his contract, Leroy, I mean, it, it would obviously be ridiculous cap hits to get rid of him now or after the 2020 season. It's 51 million now. It's 31 and a half million after the 2020 season. But as you know, after you get through the 2021 season, and we're talking March of 2022, uh, Leroy, his cap hits about 17. That's what you'd carry with dead cap money. And and the Jordan Love's going to make in the vicinity of about three million, Leroy. So you'd be paying mm-hmm. about 20 million dollars to that quarterback position. Where you know, right now Rogers coming up, he's going to have cap hits in the mid to high 30s. And so right. he, and and Love's going to be in that three three to four or four million dollar range. Um, so now you're talking, Leroy. You go from about 40 million, and what you'd be paying the quarterback in 2022 with Rodgers and Love combined, to about 20 million. And you, you can you can do a lot of damage with 20 million on the open market if they think Jordan Love is ready by 2022. And by 2023, Leroy Rodgers is almost completely off the books. He's down to a three million dollar cap hit. So now you're saving about 40 million where you can go and reinvest that in other positions. I mean, guys, we've seen this work with with a lot of teams here, right? Seattle with Russell Wilson on that rookie deal. 
Uh, San Francisco came awfully close with Kaepernick a few years. Yeah. He was on that rookie deal. I mean, Mahomes is on his rookie deal, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, um, guys like that. And, and we don't know if Jordan Love will be that kind of player, but um, it's, it's a lot easier to build a championship team right now, the way the, the, way the cap works and the way the contracts break down, by having a, a, a quarterback on his rookie deal versus a quarterback like Rodgers um, in the later stages of his career, making thirty-five million dollars a year, and let's be honest, he's, he's just—he's not an elite player anymore. So it seemed like to me that they took—they did not take into account the San Francisco game. That game was an outlier. We don't think we can. No one else will run for three hundred yards on us. The quarterback won't throw the ball for an hour. It just—it'll never happen again. Otherwise, you would think middle linebacker would be the top on your board, not a quarterback. And then they said these are the best receivers in 25 years. Maybe somebody got that wrong because they didn't choose one of those either. So it just seemed like to me that the Packers board was obviously set up different from every other draft scout out there. Well, you're right, Leroy. You know, and, and once they took love at 26 and gave away the fourth-round pick in the process to do that, it sent all those dominoes in motion yep. and, and made it harder for them to hit those positions that you're talking about. Had, had they gone ahead, let's just say, right away at 26 and taken a wideout um, and not given up that fourth, then they probably got some ammunition on Friday night to jump up from 62, the spot where they took A.J. Dillon, and maybe get a defensive end or something like that. And now you're addressing your top two positions. Um, in terms of what I think we all believe the need was. They they clearly saw things a little bit different. Um, I think, too, uh, Leroy, they're, they're clearly in the process right now of completely transitioning this offense to a run-first type of style. And, yep. you know, I went back, and, and I was kind of studying the last couple places LaFleur was at. And, you know, guys, when he was in Tennessee that last year, they, they ran the ball 51% of the time with Henry. They were 48% his last year with the Rams when he was the offensive coordinator, even though he technically wasn't calling the plays. I mean, they were only 41.5% guys this year running the football. That, that's going to change. They're, they're, they're going to take the ball, I think, guys, out of Rodgers' hands um, as much as possible. They're, they're going to be Jones, Williams, Dillon, um, see what they can get out of this, you know, tight end slash H back from Cincinnati to Gura, um, and, and, and have him as a move guy. Um, but, but I think they're going to be pretty darn close to 50, 50. And maybe the, maybe the belief internally, maybe the philosophy was, you know, we don't need CD lamb and guys like that with, with the way we're going to go ahead and play offense. We're okay doing it with Funches and Lazard. I, I'm not telling you by any means, Leroy, I agree with that, or it's the right thing. But, but I think that's the philosophy they had going into this draft. We got some breaking news on the fan brought to you by the Dell Technology Small Business Podference Podcast Series launching May 1st on Radio.com. We talked about it earlier in the show. Packers have released quarterback Manny Wilkins, Gary. I knew it yeah, we said that comes. Yeah, that's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, they're going to go with three. We'll see what happens. Hey, uh, Robbie, also, now we're looking at the optics. And the optics to me <laughs> is when they took that pick and you saw LaFleur and you saw Goody, they're kind of laughing and yucking it up. You know, I, 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 I don't know, but it, it, to me, it just didn't feel good or look good for a guy like Rogers. I think we know him. Maybe we don't. How does that, how do you think that's going to resonate with Rogers coming back 
with them knowing I, I, I'm sure he doesn't have any ill will for Jordan Love, but we know he holds these kind of grudges type things. How does that resonate with LaFleur in one, him being able to coach him, and in two, with, with trust from Gutenkunst? How does that work? Yeah, I, I agree with you, Gary. I mean, it certainly looked like LaFleur had just been, you know, that it was Christmas morning and he was set to open about 15 presents, the, the <laughs> smile on, on his face when, when they went ahead and took Jordan Love. And a lot of people can read into that and, you know, take away what they want. I mean, we, we all know Rodgers isn't the easiest guy to work with. McCarthy was kind of at, you know, his wit's end by, by the time they moved on from Mike McCarthy. And, you know, a lot of people put the blame on that one on Rodgers. And, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's fair, maybe it's not. You know, I, I honestly think, Gary, that Green Bay's in, in a pretty good situation here with, with what you just outlined there. I, I, I fully expect Rodgers to have a chip on his shoulder and come back angry and uh, maybe be more committed than ever. And, um, and and if that's the case, Gary, and he goes back to throwing 38, 40, 42 touchdowns a year, the Packers are obviously winners in that scenario. If, uh, you know, if, if it turns out that, you know, and, and this is my greater belief that maybe he's just not physically capable of that anymore. I, I think last year, Gary, we saw he couldn't move outside the pocket as well. His accuracy the last couple of years since that second collarbone hasn't quite been the same. Um, that, that if he's not quite the same player and you move on from him and you've hit it with love, then you've covered your tail that way as well. I, I think that relationship's going to be really interesting, Gary. Um, you know, when I was doing the book Leaders of the Pack in 2015, I sat with Rodgers. Uh, for a long time one day over there in Green Bay. And, and we got to that at one point, the whole Favre thing with him and Brett. And, and I asked him then, I said, so he would have been, what, then, 32 years old or something? Mm-hmm. I said, you know, in a few years here, you're, you're, they're clearly going to bring in your guy. And I, and I asked him specifically about that. And, and he did say he hopes he's better with it than Favre was. And he, he's done all the right things. And it sounds like he reached out to love and, and made that first phone call. I You know, I, I think at least in, in, the, in the public eye, he, he's going to be a lot better with that relationship, the mentor-protege relationship, than Brett ever was. Brett had no interest in that. But but at the same point in time, I mean, we know he's, he's one heck of a competitor, and he, he he's going to want to keep that kid off the field as long as possible. So, um, you know, Gary, I, I think if it if Rodgers really does blow up again and, and turns out pushing for an MVP and throws 40 touchdowns in a season, the Packers win that way. If uh, if he if he's not the same guy and, and they've hit it with love, they've covered themselves both ways. Right. Yeah, Rob, we got about twenty five thirty seconds. I want tell me what you. Well, <clears throat> we got a lot of stuff. We don't. Yeah, tell you, you should have broke ten now. minutes ago, yeah, but that's okay. Just keep going yeah. now. Yeah, 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 going, yeah we, got we got twenty five. We got, got twenty five thirty seconds. Don't put don't put Robert uh, tell, on time constraint, man. Well, we got you know we got got bills to pay, because this shouldn't take long. Do you think they actually care what the fan base is thinking about this? Do they do you know that they do they even know that they're getting a lot of smoke from this particular draft? Or do you think, hey, listen, listen, it's business as usual. Just keep the blinders up and just keep everything in front of them. Roy, you remember the the late great Buddy Ryan, right? Oh yeah, yeah. My, one of my favorite quotes ever from Buddy was, "As soon as you start paying attention to what the fans think, you'll you'll become one of them." Um, and, and I think that's completely, <laughs> completely their mentality, Leroy. Is yep, they could probably right. And, 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 as soon, and as soon as you adopt that mentality, Leroy, where, where you're paying attention to what the guy in, 
in Kenosha, what the guy in Baraboo, what what the guy in Brown County is saying, you're going to be sitting right with them on a Sunday afternoon. So no, I I don't. They're, they're true to their board. They've got their beliefs and how they want to put this team together. They're going to stick to it. Hey, they might be out of a job, guys, in two years. We'll see how this plays itself out. They know the risk. I mean, <laughs> this is a remarkable risk that they took. I mean, let's let let let's not sugarcoat it. If 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 love doesn't work out. Um, if they waste the last couple of years of Rogers' career here, there's you know they're going to be gone, guys, by 2023. So they they understand that the stakes are extremely high. But no, they're they're not paying attention to the fan base, and really, Leroy, they shouldn't be. Well, those are the owners, because you know we don't yeah. have owners. Those are the owners, the fans. Go ahead, Gary. We got we yeah we got one more. I want to talk about the meat of this draft. These these three offensive linemen, how do they fit? How do they work within what they're trying to do? Well, I mean, let's be honest, Gary. You know, you know when you hit round six, if if you go one for three, let's say out of that group, you're, you'll you'll probably take it. If they go two for three, they're going to be giddy. Uh, they're all, they're all going to be interior guys. I, I'd be surprised if Runyon has the athleticism and the in the length. His arms are short, Gary, um, to to jump out and play right tackle. Even though they played him at left tackle at Michigan, um, but but you know. But they move okay. You know, Stepaniak from Indiana, we probably won't see in 2020. My guess is they're almost going to give him a redshirt year coming on yep. that ACL. Uh, Hanson strong as an ox. I, it wouldn't shock me, the center from Oregon, if, if he develops into a player, Gary, um, and, and maybe takes some, – someone's going to take over for Lindsley a year from now. I, I, don't, think, I don't think they're going to give Corey Lindsley big money. So they, they need a center in, in 2021. I, I think Runyon's got a chance to – you know, turn into an okay guard. Maybe they move on from Billy Turner uh, a year from now. And they're, they're clearly drafting those guys to, to fit a, a belief and a philosophy they have of pound and ground, ground and pound. They're, they're going to hammer away with the football um, with, with, I think, down the road. I think they re-sign Aaron Jones, and then they turn it over to Jones-Dillon in the backfield the next two, three years. And I think they're just going to keep drafting offensive linemen, guys, and they're going to try to hammer away the football. I, I think that's going to be the new approach here, and, and I think they're going to keep taking a couple linemen, Gary, every single year, hope to hit on at least 50% of them, and if they do that, they're going to have one heck of a ground game. There he is, there Rob Reichel of Forbes, joining us in the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Rob, uh, as far as Jordan Love goes, in because of the way the contract is set up, I mean, realistically, you're looking at what twenty twenty two probably for him to have a legitimate job of of starting and then moving on from Rodgers. Yeah, I think twenty twenty two is you know probably they'll never say this publicly, but I, but I think they would take that and if Love progresses the way they want him to, um, I think that would be the time they would potentially turn that over to him, Spark, because. Like I said, the cap hit on Aaron that year. The dead cap money is about 17. Love's going to be in year three of that rookie deal, probably making about three mil. So spending $20 million then, guys, on a quarterback isn't going to be a, a huge cost. So you, you could do that. My, my guess, guys, is by then the cap's $225 million or something like that. Um, that gives you an awful lot of money to build a really good football team around him. You know, maybe you get a third or a fourth somewhere in a trade for Aaron. I think they got a fourth for Favre that turned into a third based on how he played that year with the Jets. But, but Spark, that would be my best guess, would be, would be 2022. Again, it, the guy has to progress, though. We, we all remember Rodgers' first year, year and a half in Green Bay was not good. Um, he, he really didn't take off until 07, and that, that was the point in time, I think, where they knew they were okay to move on from Favre in that third year. So it, a lot of this sparkle will absolutely be determined, too, by how love progresses. Love me some Rob Reichel of Forbes. Rob, thanks for coming on. 
All right, guys. Have a great day. Thanks. There is Rob Bryce on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. As your passion outgrown your home, Great Midwest Bank Home Renovation Loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit GreatMidwestBank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit Cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.